What's up, everybody? My name is Jeremy Duran, and this is the No Holds Podcast. So excited to be back. So excited. Man, I missed it. I know I've had some things going on. I've been pretty busy. But, man, it's just uh, it's, it's awesome to be back on here. Uh, my wife will actually be doing this with me, of course. She is, uh, man, she is a talker. But she is, I would say, she's probably better at me, better than this than me. Um, I know she's going to do an awesome job. She can just, uh, man, she's just an unbelievable person. I love you, girl. I do. I love you. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's, uh, it's just an honor, father and son, to have you guys, you know, here. Um, of course, we have Carter, Carter Johnson. He's been here before. Then he brought his dad, Chris Johnson. Glad to be here. Man, it, yeah, it's, I'm so honored that you guys are here. I'm so honored that you're here to have, like I said, father and son. You know, um, it's, it's just a blessing to see that. It's not a lot, not a lot of people have father figures or even a dad in their life. So to see that, like to see even just y'all have an awesome relationship, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask y'all a couple questions. Um, what is your biggest fear? Biggest fear? You asking him or you asking me? Ed, well, Carter, we'll go with you first. I feel like you asked me this last time. My biggest fear. Um, biggest fear. I don't know. Probably not making it to heaven. <laughs> I'm not afraid of that, though. I don't know not reaching my full potential in my walk with God. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Man. Like, I don't want to be wasted potential. Yeah, there you go. Like, if, if I can do more, I want to go deeper. I want to do more. I don't know. No, I, I, I totally understand. That's, yeah. that's a good answer. That's a very good answer. about you? What you got, Chris? Well, I guess always my biggest fear was being able to take care of my family for the longest time, you know? to make sure that they had everything they needed. And because I think that's probably most men's fears that they start a family, you know. Uh, but after a while, you know, I kind of, I guess grew, uh, I don't even know what the word is for it, but I knew God was gonna provide for us, you know. Uh, so that, was always a burden off my back. But even when times got lean for us financially, I knew we were gonna be okay. So that was something I could always fall back on, knowing that was. Yes, and then that's, that's actually a really good answer too, because I can relate to that too, actually to both, to what both of y'all say, because I have been in that position to where it's like, man, we have, financially we are, it's like, we're not gonna make it. Like, I don't, I don't even see, like we're not gonna make it past next week. Like I don't know how we're gonna eat. You know, I mean, we do have some canned foods and stuff, but it's like God always provides. You know, He always has a way, and it's just amazing to see that. So yeah, I love that answer too. Love it. Um, what are you grateful for? <clears throat> my family, of course, my father and my mother, but. God too, even like when I was going to youth and like those seeds were being planted and then graduated high school and left high school and kind of drifted away from 
my faith and just my relationship with God, he never turned his back away from me, you know? So I'm really grateful for Jesus, you know? Just never rejecting me, always taking me back in. Even when I didn't feel worthy of his love, always, his arms are always open. So I'm grateful for my family, all that he's done for me. Um, the time I had with my mom, just my grandparents, just family. And I don't know, just the people who have impacted my life, leaders from the church and just, I don't know, anyone that's family, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, of course I'm grateful for, for family and people that love me, of course. Uh, and I'm not taking those things lightly, but I'm grateful for experience, you know, like uh, just getting to go through the things that we get to go through. And, and even when they're hard sometimes, it's still fun, you know, if you'll let it be. Yeah. yeah. Even the challenging stuff. So uh, I'm grateful for that stuff. Man, yeah, that's, a, that's awesome. I like that. I like that. What's the biggest risk you've ever taken? Oh, I should go first. <laughs> biggest risk I've ever taken. Man, you have to come back. I don't know. Um. Hmm. I feel like quitting college was a big risk that I was taking. Um, There's a lot of pressure and emotions leading up to that, to that decision. So yeah, I would say quitting college was a big risk. I don't know. Okay. You never take some, you've <laughs> taken some risks, bro. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Having a divorced mom, that was a risk. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, it's a risk, but it's like a, I would say it's a good risk to me. Worth it risk. Like worth, worth it risk. Like it's. And you know, having, going through the divorce with your mom, it wasn't really, of course it was risky, but it wasn't a risk. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Uh, you know, I, I took my vows very young and I didn't really understand what those vows meant until I was backed in a corner facing what I was facing with her mental illness and um, being able to protect these guys as far as on paper, what was legal and right, you know? And when I went to file for divorce, it really hit me what those vows meant. And I struggled with it for years. Mm. How old were you when you you got married? 18. 18. Mm -hmm. Wow, high school sweetheart, I guess? Yeah. Junior high, high school sweetheart. Junior high and high school yeah. sweetheart, wow. But, uh, yeah, well, we can get into more of that later if y'all want. But. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, yeah. It's like I want to keep going from there, but yeah, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> we'll wait, we'll wait until a little later. Um, Cause this is a question I did want to ask is who is your hero and why? And I want to ask you first. My biggest hero has been my granddad. It's someone I can always go to. 
because he instilled such work ethic in me and tenacity to not quit. And I got that from my dad as well, but I guess I really admired my granddad because he was an old man to me, you know, and he was still doing these physical things that I was just like, wow. Yes, sir. You know, I don't have anything to complain about. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate to that too. Yes, sir. So yeah, for me, it's always been my granddad. Um, I asked Carter this when he was on the podcast and he said you were his biggest hero. When you heard that, how did it affect you? It's, it's not, I, I don't know. I guess I don't feel like a hero in any way, you know, but it made me feel good. But uh, I definitely don't feel like one. I don't feel like I did a lot of things right. I know we did some things right, but I feel like I did more wrong than I did right. But I think what makes you my hero is that you never gave up on us as family. I don't know. Always, like I'm sure there was days where you didn't want to go to work. Absolutely. And just for, I don't know, just digging deep as a single parent and making sure like we got everything that we needed. The days I didn't want to go to work, those days I didn't want to come home. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make dinner when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you said you were going to touch on that. Yeah, I was doing it as a single parent for a long period of time, but these kids that I've got, I was blessed. I mean, they are top-notch kids. They pitched in where I couldn't fill the, you know, they filled the gaps where they needed to be filled. But they get that from you, though. I mean, you may not see that. You may see something like, man, I messed up here, and I messed up here, and I messed up here. But to them, it's like, but you did good here, you did good here, you did good here, and I'm that's what I'm seeing. And that's why... I mean, I would say, yeah, like, like my dad would be a hero of mine. I mean, I would say, but I mean, I, I can definitely see why Carter the way is the way he is too, is because of you. Like he doesn't stop. He doesn't quit. You know, he may think that college was a failure or something or he, but no, but it's more of like, no, I'm, I'm getting pushed further and going in deeper into something else. So I don't know, maybe that kind of answers too, <laughs> but um, but yeah. How were you growing up? Were you were you just like when you see Carter? Was was that you growing up? The exact mentality, everything. Yes and no. Like we were very like-minded as far as liking sports and being active and competitive, but I did not have near the discipline that he had to listen to, especially authority. Uh, that was tough to admit. It took me a long time to, to realize. I think when I started coaching him, it really hit me how stubborn I was as a kid. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I'm glad I was able to recognize it, you know, even though it was kind of late. But I think it helped me be able to open his eyes to be coachable, not only from an athletic coach, but by all adults, I think. If he felt like he respected them, you know, to, to learn something from them, I think. Uh, where I, I think my granddad was the only one that could really get me to learn something from him when I was a teenager and a young man. 
Yeah. How, how, what kind of relationship did you have with your dad? Uh, it was great. I mean, we, he taught me how to hunt and fish and I never felt like I was going to be without with him, you know, uh, love him to death. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was, I felt like a typical childhood. I was a baby, but dad did, he'd, he'd move. I felt at a critical time when I was a teenager, and that might be where my stubbornness comes from some. He moved to California for work. I mean, but he was gone for better part of two years. It was wow. during my 14 to 16 year age, you know. Yeah. So it was kind of tough. I mean, he came home some, but it was to see mom and, you know. Are you the only child? No, absolutely. You said you were just a baby. Yeah. Out of how many? I was the important one. You were the <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, three. I have an older brother and an older sister. Okay. Gotcha. Man, that that would be hard to just move away, you know. I mean, back then, I guess they all did it back then. I felt like, like, you know, I feel like, of course, I wasn't an adult yet, so I don't know. But I, I know jobs were a lot leaner back then, and you kind of went where you had to. You did what you had to, mm -hmm. which I know guys are doing that today too. But there's a lot more job opportunity, I think, now than there was then. So as a teenager, were you also a pretty good kid, or you, I know you said you started getting kind of stubborn then. So, how were you? How were you as a teenager? I was ornery, and I did a lot of stupid things. A lot. I drank a lot, dabbled in marijuana and stuff. You know, teenager things. But I mean, there's a lot of teenagers that don't do that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I was a horrible because I was good at hiding it, I guess. I never got caught. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure my parents knew at times, but. It's, it's crazy how parents just know. Yeah. I mean, there's things that I did, and my mom, I felt like she just knew. She knew what I was doing, but she would didn't say much, but I don't know. Maybe I just didn't hide it well enough. Yeah. I have no idea. I feel like I was a pretty good kid overall. And you started dating in junior high? Well, boyfriend, girlfriend. Boyfriend, girlfriend, junior high. Yeah. Went on into high school, mm -hmm. and then at 18, decided to get married. Yeah. How, what was that like? How did you propose? Uh, well, we basically, I was getting ready to graduate high school, and my parents were talking about college and going to Colorado, and I was like, didn't want to do it. So we got pregnant in order to get married. Oh, okay. You know, so we kind of said, you know what? We're going to set our own course. Y'all got to like it now. <laughs> you know, it's kind of how it was. Yeah. And what about her parents? How were, like... She was raised by a single mom. Uh, and she was... Uh, very devout Christian woman, strong woman. Mm. Uh, she raised four kids. Uh, but yeah, just an all-American <laughs> single family, I guess. Little yeah. Family. Yeah. But, uh, she's great. I mean, that's we still keep in touch. So 
That's good. So when um, when Carter was born, what did that feel like? It felt amazing. I mean, I, he was supposed to be a girl, actually. <laughs> Yeah. So when he was born, he was not a boy. I was like, "What's her?" <laughs> but no, I was after being so scared with Andrew, my first one. Okay, so, so there, oh, there was another one before. Yeah. Okay, that's he right. He didn't know that I had. I didn't brother. know that when he, he had an older brother. I yeah. did not know that. Okay, let's talk. Let's take this. So Andrew was first yes. at eighteen, mm -hmm. and then okay, so when you had Andrew, I guess yeah. I was scared, you know, as, uh, I don't try to throw my dad out there under the bus, but, you know, when I, I knew I wasn't going to graduate high school, I, and I did, uh, I was a half credit short of graduating, and I knew I wasn't going to before I even knew I was getting married. Mm. And my dad, after we kind of set everything down and told them we were pregnant, we were going to get married, I was going to go join the military. Is what my plans up. We were like, that's what we'll do. And you know, my dad had made a comment that if I didn't graduate high school, that he wasn't going to help me. And I probably took it harder than he meant it. But it, I was like, okay, you know, I'll do it all by myself. That's fine. Yeah. And I was bitter for a while, but I've gotten over it. I know he didn't mean it. I know he was out of love, you know. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when he quit college, what we were talking about is, I felt like, oh, he doesn't have a direction, you know? Yeah. And just fear, I think, makes us say things that. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. We wish we could take back or didn't mean that harshly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's guilty of it. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yes, uh, sir. Kind of trailed off there. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Talking about Andrew. Yeah, uh, I, I traveled way off, didn't I? That's <laughs> yeah, all right. That's all right. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was scared, and 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 Dad saying that to me, and believe it or not, well, I'm sure it's not hard to believe, but they went to I don't even want to throw their church in the bus, but where they went to church, uh, a lot of the elder people that I was kind of looking up to because I'd been going to church with them a little bit mm -hmm. were telling my mother-in-law that I was not any good mm. and that she was going to be raising our kid all these things you know and it just I guess in a way maybe God meant for me to hear it because it lit a fire under me I was not going to let that happen yeah yeah and you know after having Andrew because he's almost four years older than Carter after experiencing that and knowing that we were going to be okay after four years it was a lot more relaxing when Carter was born yes sir. yeah uh, yeah I grew a lot you know especially those first four years definitely definitely I know whenever I first had if I had it to do over again I would work less work less I uh and that's kind of a Hearing that thing too, because I had I didn't think I could get another job, you know. So, I was, but I was working 85, 90 hours a week. Oh wow! That time, yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't see Andrew near enough, and it, our relationship still suffers from it. I think mm. from that way back then. Yes, sir. I mean, we have a good relationship. We we love each other for sure. But 
we're not as close mm. yeah. as I'd like to be for sure. I got you. Yes, sir. Man, that's that is tough. That is tough. Just not having, because I had for, I forgot that you had an older like you had an older son, you had an older brother. I totally forgot about that. I think it's because he's so much older. I think the four years, especially for in school, a lot of people never knew that they were even brothers. Mm. Yeah, just, he from here, right? Graduated. Yeah. Here? Or just don't have a lot in common. I don't know. I would say we're completely two different. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy how you start really seeing different types of personalities when you have your own kids and see how different that they all are. So did that make you realize, okay, when Carter was born, I'm going to spend as much time as I can with this one? Or did that change at all? It did. But Carter differed from Andrew because as soon as I walked through the door, this one was on my leg. You know, come throw me a ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas Andrew didn't. But I think maybe it's because I wasn't there to start with the sports. Which his mom tried some with him. You know, it's different. Like you Mm -hmm. said, all father figures different. Yes, sir. No, it it is. Um, I know, I I mean, people have heard this before, but my my dad died when I was nine. So, and my mom, she raised the three of us on her own. So I, I do understand, like, not having that father figure. Or even somebody just trying to take the place of my dad. It, it's just, it's not the same, yeah. even though they tried. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's, and not to say I have any kind of resentment or embittered towards my dad. Like he, he did what he can do, you know, while he was here. But some of the traits that he did have, I, I felt like I took them and I'm, I've used them in a, not in a bad way, but in a way I didn't want to use them. Like when it came to sports, um with my daughter ebony like she i would push her so hard well that's what my dad did to me so were you like that also i was with andrew like whenever he did finally start doing sports and i i wish i would have realized it quicker i I, I probably realized it by the end of that soccer season that he signed up for that i was being way too hard on him a little bitty guy you know Mm. and i was being really hard on him yeah. And uh, I was hard on Carter when we got to him, but I also knew when to stop. You yes, know? Yeah. Kids are hard enough on themselves. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, kids, even nowadays, like they're just social media and everything, just kind of get to them more to get in their heads. And then when you have the parents kind of going after them for something, it just. To me, it just brings them down even more, you know, so. Yeah, I wish I had the maturity then when Andrew was little because he has the biggest heart in the world and I didn't embrace him for what it was at the time, you know. Yes, sir, yeah. He just had no cares and everything was sunshine and rainbows, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I see it now, but I wasn't fully in there at the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. I definitely understand that. Was um, was raising either Carter or Andrew or or even Cat like, was it? Did you ever think like, okay, I'm gonna raise these kids? Either, like, say not say better, but yeah, better than my dad raised me. I'm gonna be in their life more than my dad was to me. Like that's that's how 
I raise my kids. Like, I, of course, I didn't have a dad, so I'm trying to build a relationship with them. Something that I wanted as a kid, I'm trying to do that with them now. Like, was that ever in your mind at all? Well, if anything, at times, I wanted to do it at least as good, <laughs> you know? Because uh, I never felt unloved. I never felt unprovided for. That's right. Because you know when you feel when you feel like you're failing at something, of course it feels a hundred times worse than it is. Mm-hmm. And you feel like not only are you letting yourself down and your kids down, but your parents are looking at you too, you know. And it, it feels like you're letting the world down. So it just gets heavy. And I think that's just human nature, I guess. You know. Yeah. Yes, sir. Are you the type of person that holds everything in? Like when you get home, it's like. You push everything back, and it's just about the family. I'm a lot better at it now than I, than I was when they were young. I would, uh, I wasn't angry all the time, but I did have short temper for things, you know. And I realize that now, but I didn't realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. But I was always quick to apologize. I knew I was in the wrong, but I just couldn't control it for whatever reason. And I, I think it was just stress. Yeah. And I didn't realize, hey, it's going to be okay. We got tomorrow to work on this. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I mean, if, I, if I'm not here tomorrow, I didn't need to work on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Man, man. So, what did you think of Ezra Dad? Like, growing up, how was it with your dad? I think I always looked up to him, and we had a good relationship through sports. I feel like that's what we built our relationship around. And I don't know, I always knew he was short-tempered. And I feel like I always knew when to ask him for things or if I could go do something. Or he'd send his sister. No, Catherine would be sending me. (laughs) Because Catherine would beat around the bush and like wouldn't get to the point. And I just knew when to go ask him and when not to go ask him. But for the most part, I don't know. I feel like we had a pretty solid relationship. Um, like I said, it was, I feel like until I quit college, when I quit college, I feel like it opened my eyes up that our whole relationship was around sports. Like, honestly, like that's all we talked about really was basketball and stuff. So when I quit, it was like, one, I didn't know who I was away from basketball. And I feel like it was hard on him to me quitting because that was something big in my life that we connected through, you know? So after that was stripped away, or me quitting, just, I wouldn't say our relationship sucked with them, but it was kind of rocky. And then we got really close when I went to work where he's working after the oil field went down. And when I went to work with him, it made me respect him a lot more. I always respected my dad, but just seeing what he does day in and day out, and just, I mean, he's been doing that since he was 18. So like, yeah, when I was at work with him, seeing him do it and stuff, still digging with the shovel and everything, it was like, man, like he's been doing this since I was this big, since he was 18, every day, just to provide for us, even on the days he didn't want to, you know? So I feel like working with him and seeing what he does definitely made me just open my eyes up and appreciate him a little bit more. But I don't know. I also took into consideration like 
now that I'm older and I get to talk to him like one-on-one when we're working together or anything and I ask him about like our, my childhood and just him as a young adult, a young parent, like and understanding like what him and my mom were going through at the time, like and after their divorce and just, I, don't, I understand a lot more now and how hard it was on him. Like I can't imagine losing your best friend, you know? So I don't know, I feel like our relationship is pretty good today. I wouldn't trade him. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. At what age um, did you get a divorce? I see. I'd be about before I turned thirty. And how old were you, Carter? I don't know. Second grade, first grade. What year was that? Two thousand ten. So I was nine. Two thousand nine. What month? Do you know? May. So I was nine. Yeah, so I was nine. nine. Nine, and then Cat was. I don't even know how. She's three years younger than me. Oh, okay. About six. She was five or six. I can't be right then. It's been two thousand seven. Miss Catherine was three. Really? Yeah. Okay. Miss Cat was three. So I was. Six. So three to four. So I was seven. Six, seven, four. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Really young. Yeah. Really young. Even for you, you know, even 30, that's... Still I felt old at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, so what made you realize, okay, this is, this is something I have to do? Like, I, you were saying, like, yeah, the marriage is good, and then it just... Well, I mean, we had our rocky patches for sure because because uh, Andy was bipolar, uh, suffered severe depression, followed by mania, super high, you know, and it was a whirlwind most of the time. And we would get on medication and we'd have good periods, but her levels would just be off and she'd be depressed and she'd stop taking medicine. And mm. I'm not blaming everything on her by any means whatsoever, but uh, it just got to a point <clears throat> where I wasn't in a good place because of constantly being in fear of, at work if she was okay or not, you know. Yes. Uh, so it, I came home and the day I decided it was because Catherine was outside. Uh, she had decided to take her medicine, but it made her sleep. So it was late in the day when she should have been up taking care of Catherine. She was out by the street, a diaper, a bag of chips, and I was just like, something's got to give here, you know? So I made the decision. It was a hard decision to make, but I did. Yes. Looking back, beat myself up on it for years, you know? That, I don't know what I could have done different. Mm-hmm. I, I know now that there's not anything I could have done. I had to protect the kids, you know. Yes, sir. In the world we live in, the only way to do that is through paper. You know? gotcha. And you were saying that affected you really, like, pretty bad. Yeah, like, up until filing for a divorce, I, 
I knew what my vows were. I knew what the words meant. But it never hit me like it did the day I filed for divorce. You know, like, mm. I'm really breaking something here, you know? Yes, yeah. Not only to myself, to God, to my kids. It really hurt. I don't wish it on anybody. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I'm in a great place now. My wife is the most wonderful woman you can ever ask for. But I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't go through what I went through, you know. Yes, sir. When you say protected, that you were protecting your kids, what exactly from what? Like just from what they might experience or what they might see? Oh, no, complete recklessness. I mean, uh, I don't want to talk ill, but I mean, it was just. Yeah, you know. Fear. I mean, yes, sir. my kids were in danger, physically in danger, mm-hmm. mentally in danger. Yeah. I remember like, the other day at work, you told me when you saw in the paper about that woman that had bipolar or something and killed your kids. That was the scariest thing. Is I don't know how old you even are, or if you would even know this. Thirty-seven. Uh, I had never even heard of bipolar until we were going through it. And at the same time we were going through it, there was a case on TV about a woman named Andrea Yates. I don't know if you remember that or not. Mm. She she was diagnosed bipolar, but she was suffering from uh, postpartum depression. Uh, she, she killed her kids. And that was going on at the news the first time we were going through this oh, with wow. their mom. Okay. And I don't know, just going to all the doctor's visits that we did over the years, um, it's scary. Uh, mental illness is real, very real. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good medicine out there. It's, it's just hard to get people on it because of the, the way society is. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, society, man, it can ruin somebody's life saying that this isn't true and this, like, no, mental illness is definitely real. And people may make fun of it or whatever, but man, if you've never been through it or experienced, you know, like how you have, um, or even myself, like, then they don't know. You know, all they know is what they read, and then from there it's like, ah, oh, that can't be true. No, it's definitely real. You know, and, and, you know if you do have loved ones that are, I, need a support group for sure because I didn't have one really mm. and even at the time I didn't realize the toll it was taking on me not only physically but mentally yes sir because you start believing that there's something wrong with you you know yeah and, uh, it could be I mean you could be so tired because I, I had sleepless nights you know mm. but, uh, I don't know how to say on it, yeah, no, that's no, that's good. That, and I'm glad that you said that, that, you know, just having that support group, having somebody there you can go and talk to. And because, yeah, it, it can be draining. Uh, I know it can be very draining. Yeah, you know, your family, they love you. Uh, but they don't know how much to be involved. And, you know, they still want to give you a private life. Uh, I get it. It's that's something people want to just jump into, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. definitely go be around people that are going through it also or have been through it. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, that's good. 
I'm glad you said that. That's good. It's very good. Um, you know, growing up without a mom, mm -hmm. you know, did that, like, I know we've talked about it, but how was that on you with them, like, not having their mom? Incredibly hard. Like, especially with Andy, the way she was, where she'd be on medicine and off medicine, having to take her in and out of their lives, having to be the one that says that, you feel horrible. It's a, it's a hard enough situation as it is, but having to be the one that delegates when it's okay or not, mm -hmm. and things will be going along fine, they're visiting her for months, and then all of a sudden, she's off of medicine, and it's not a good situation again. No. Uh, it's horrible. Seeing your baby's bawling and crying, and you caused it. I mean, not purposefully, but you yeah. caused that pain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and then again, too, like like you said, it's not it's not something, you know, it's, it's not your fault either. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I do know the consequences of, of that, just them, you know. The whole time family. going through it, you know, I don't know if my kids are going to blame me for this. That's, that's all that was going through my head, you know. Yeah. And did they ever blame you once growing up? Like maybe when they were teenagers and they actually understood everything. Did they ever blame you once? No. That's good. That's good. If they did, they didn't. Never. But I always tried to be open. I felt like I was a lot more honest with my kids. Not that parents aren't honest with their kids, but I went to the extreme of we didn't do Santa Claus, any of that stuff because I wanted my kids to know that I was going to tell them the truth, no matter mm -hmm. what, you know, and that's how extreme I went. And yeah. that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any regrets. I always kind of felt later on, like, did I rob my kids of that, you know, but nah. I'll say no. No, that's good. I, and that's, and I'm glad you said that too, because sometimes, yeah, it is hard for a parent to be open and honest with their kids because you, you may think like, oh, this this can ruin them, you know, and, and maybe blame later, blame you later on. But no, I think that's that's perfect. I think that's good, especially coming from a father. Um, I don't know. I'm just real big on a father's love, you know, and I feel like that's what you've been since all this happened. You know, like you've been there for them and they know that you've loved them through all of this. Even maybe you like you said, you weren't perfect, but but they know that you love them though. And that's 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 awesome, it's amazing. I respect you for that too, like that's, man, that's so awesome. Um, I'm gonna have to backtrack a little bit, but um, when you when you had Catherine, how was that? I know you just had two boys, and then now to have a girl, what was that like? And I, I know I'm backtracking from oh, way back, but I meant to ask you this earlier, and I'm like, I better ask him now before I forget. <laughs> Well, we had kind of, I mean, we were planning on two, you know, so it was, Catherine was really a surprise. I mean, blessing. Yeah. Uh, got a daughter finally. So I was excited. At the same time, very fearful because now we're dealing with his mom's illness as well, too. That mm -hmm. was very scary. Yeah. Of course, through a pregnancy, she wasn't able to take her medication. And I was very scared. Mm. Man, 
Yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine that. Like just. But actually, it was probably the, even for her mentally, it was probably the smoothest pregnancy she went through. I feel like. Hmm. That's good. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. I know. Yes, sir. So, like, what was your relationship like with her, with Kat? Uh, it was really good. I mean, I guess for the longest time I treated her like one of the boys, you know, when it was just us. Uh, rough house. She was tomboy, but... She wanted to follow me everywhere. Yeah, she wanted to do everything Carter was doing. Mm. I guess that's probably normal no matter if you're still together or not. But, yeah. Uh, I realized it all along that that mother figure was going to be lacking and of course it was and it still is at times I mean she has women in her life uh, thankfully uh, but it definitely hurt our relationship I think if she would have had because I didn't know how to be that for her, you know. We had in-depth talks about uncomfortable things that dads don't want to talk about, you know. Oh, but, man, yeah. Uh, you just can't fill that void. Mm -hmm. No matter if you want to, you can't. Yes, sir. Same for a single mom. She can't fill that void. You say, what father's love. Oh, yeah, no. Feeling. Not at all. Not at all. I guess going through that, I, I gained a whole new respect for, for single moms when I started going through it. It was just like, I don't have a clue how these women do it. Yeah. I, I, even to this day, sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know how my mom did it. Like, I really don't because it seems like, I mean, she did an awesome job, I believe, but man, it just, I don't know how she did it either because I was, I was a pain. <laughs> growing up, you know, but she's always there. She's always been there. And she couldn't be that father figure, but still, like, I don't know. Got a lot of respect for my mom, though, too. Um, you're married again. Mm -hmm. um, how long, like, how long have you been married now? You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, what, three going on two years? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Think, you think your wife will see this? I hope not. <laughs> no, it's going on three years now. Three years, awesome. Three years. So how, like, how is that for you though? Like, you know, um, now you do have mom in your life. I love Misty. Misty, she does a good job. She's probably, because after my mom and their divorce, like, there was other mother figures that stepped into our lives, but. I, would, I wouldn't say they were great mother figures, I guess. Like, I don't know, it was just, my mom was my mom, you know? Like, and I loved her a lot and I, I was comfortable with her. It was that, I feel like moms are someone you can just sit down and talk to and not be afraid of anything. Like, I remember being young and like, being afraid to talk to you about some things that I wasn't afraid to talk to you about with my mom. Just, I don't know, it's just a comfort thing, I don't know. So after these other women, they like coming into our life, just, I don't know. And it not being genuine, 
not being real. Like, I, I think it left, I don't, I don't think I deal with it as bad as like my sister does, but it left a bad taste in my mouth, I think. But I can say that Misty like genuinely loves us. And I had already graduated and everything, so I didn't, I wasn't there when she moved in, but I genuinely like know that she loves us and she's, she'll do anything for us. But like, just speaking for my sister, Catherine, like she never had to depend on a mom, you know? And I feel like that shaped her into who she is today. She's just super independent, gets her stuff done. Like, almost like she has a chip on her shoulder. I don't know. Just have to prove something, I feel like, sometimes. And she's a little stud. I mean, super but that's good, though. Yeah. But who did she learn that from? Yeah. From you. So, I, I, man, I, like, I don't know Andrew. I don't, I've never yeah. met him. So, but just knowing Carter and Catherine, like, Man, you did an awesome job. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I absolutely did not do it alone, though. I mean, my yeah. my mom and dad are wonderful yeah. there for me. I mean, we had our own home life. I, I did do it alone. And all. I would, yeah, I would say my grandma was a huge mother figure to us through it all. She was, I don't know, always willing to cook us something or pick us up from school or get us to where we needed to be when he couldn't. So I would definitely give her a lot of thanks for what she did for us growing up. For sure. And not just her, but also my mom's mom, my other grandma. She was there too at times when she did live here. And his oldest, his brother, Andrew, if it wasn't for Andrew, I, yeah. a, first, my parents were still living in Houston. Uh, they had transferred out there for my dad to finish his working career to retire, and they weren't here yet. And Andrew, I felt horrible for the long and we've talked about it several times. He has no resentment. He said it molded him into who he is, having to step up and help me take care of the, the younger two. But I, I always felt like I was kind of robbing him, but he he did it in stride, you know, he he loves them. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. That's good. Do you think that what what's your wife's name? Misty? Misty, do you think that you can, you can be that like as close to Misty as you were with your your mom? <clears throat> um, I think if she would have came into our lives when I was young, like when my first stepmom came into our life, like when I was in junior high or fifth grade, is that when Danielle came into our life? I feel like if she would have been in the picture like since then, then yeah, but I still feel comfortable around her. I wouldn't say as close as I was with my mom, but. I don't know. I feel like I could talk to her if I needed to. Yeah. I feel like I have talked to her about some stuff. Yeah, you've had conversations with her that surprised me. Yeah. That's good. So you guys, I know Carter had said that y'all actually have some pretty deep conversations. That's, that's, man, I love that. I love that. Like, I'm not going to ask you what y'all talk about, but, but man, like, I, I do love that. That's awesome. Yeah. That I'm I'm happy I'm at a place where I can ask him deep questions. And not only like me asking questions, but I know he can ask me questions and he knows that I'll be straight up with him. And I know he'll be straight up with me and give me the honest truth, even if I'm not gonna like it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting and fun when your kids get out on their own and they start thinking for themselves and come back and have conversations with you. I'm, 
way thankful for the time that we've gotten to have at work because we get to do this so much together. But to see how he thinks about things and what's influencing him, it's it's fun to watch because you're not they're not just taking from you anymore. Yeah. They're thinking on their own, and it's that's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, no, that's good. You know, you had said when he dropped out of college, you know, you didn't feel like he had direction, I guess. So, like, how did that make you feel, and what, what kind of thoughts were you having when that happened? Well, he did it in such a cheesy way, and I know he was doing it because he was chicken, but he did it. He told me through text, and he waited till I was out of town to actually move away from college. Maybe you didn't do it by plan, but I think it was by design to to go ahead and break the ice before he had to see me, you know? Yeah. I couldn't talk to him on the phone because he was my number one fan, you know? And yeah, I, I guess, knew. yeah, that was, uh, he wrote me a letter. That's right, you did write me a letter. Basically, he felt like he had broke my heart by leaving college. I did. I bawled like a baby. And then when I called my grandpa, I would say my second biggest fan. Like, I was on the phone with him sitting in my dorm, and I had to hang up because I was bawling because I just felt like I was letting him down. It was tough on me for a while. I felt like they were, I felt like you were just pissed at me for a while. I think he was just frustrated with me, and it was just out of love, for sure. But, yeah. So when y'all did talk, how was that? <laughs> I guess I can't lie. I mean, I was very upset, because I felt like it was something he had been chasing his whole life. You know, he wanted to play basketball in college, and he got there. And But he told me later that he'd already made up his mind before we even went to the college that he didn't think he wanted to play anymore. He didn't know how to tell me. I didn't want to play there. I remember telling you, like, I know I'm not going to like it here. I don't know. It's in the past. No, it is in the past. Yeah. But it was a big shock even when I heard. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> no, like, dude's good. Why would not But, you know, I mean, it. I, I believe that, it, I mean, every choice you make is still going to lead you and put you where you need to be. You know, whether it's a good or bad choice, it's... Looking at it now, I feel like, like I said, I didn't know who I was apart from basketball. Like when you name, like when you heard the name Carter Johnson, like you instantly thought basketball. I feel like, but anyone who knew me, like, yeah. connected me to basketball. So quitting, it was just, it was like a slap to the face. Like, who, who are you? You know, I didn't know. For a while, for a long time, I would say until I moved back to Seminole just here recently and rededicated my life to Christ for sure. I was lost. Yeah, I felt like I always had a good head on my shoulders and wanted to do good, but I was just lost trying to find it in the world, you know? And when I came home and just laid it down to God and just gave him my life, it just a whole new comfort, a whole new peace, for sure. Um, I don't regret quitting or anything. Who knows where I'd be if I didn't quit, you know? Yeah. I mean. Uh, like, you, you told your dad everything. Well, of course you heard the podcast, right? Yeah. So when he, you found out that he was into drugs, like, how did that make you feel? I like told him that? that before the podcast and everything. Yeah. Of course it hurt, you know. 
But at the same time, I, I knew something had been up because we weren't talking for months like we normally would. Mm. I knew something was going on. I honestly didn't think it was drugs, though. Because he had just made it so long, like going through hospital, I didn't try anything. I, just, I didn't believe that that was what it was. I knew he was struggling. I just didn't know how. Yeah. That was one of the things, you know, I knew something was going on, but all I could do was let him grow, let him stretch and grow, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, I knew when he left college, I was like, I was really upset because I knew he didn't have a direction and I knew what was possible. And, and I, you had to go let him do it. I mean, you know? Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, I thought he was going to say something. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, so moving back, I know it was tough. Yeah. That had been tough. You know, you moved back home, right? So how was that, like him coming back home? After college? Yeah. After or just recently? Well, okay, so when I quit college, like he was gone on a cruise away for a week. So I had a week at the house before they got back. I, I did not want to face him. Like, I just felt so looked down upon. I don't know. So I, that's when I moved to Oklahoma with Alex and Bailey oh. and all the guys that were going to Rama, and was lost, super lost. Like they were looking for a roommate just to pay rent, you know? And I was supposed to be that guy and I was a poor roommate. I just depressed, I don't know. Just no money in my pocket, like just nothing. Just, it was dark for, and it was just a month. I didn't have nothing there. I was just sleeping on the ground there in a room, but uh, I don't know, when I moved back, I felt like it was awkward. And as soon as I took the job in the oil field, like I moved out pretty quick. Like I would say two or three weeks after I got my first two paychecks, got my own apartment. I don't know, what do you think it was like? I just felt like he was still mad at me, still frustrated with me. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, but I think you've—I think you moved out so quick because you wanted to prove that you could make it. I feel like. Yeah, that, and I don't know. I just wanted to—I wanted to get out. I don't know. I didn't like facing you every day. This felt looks down on. You feel like I—I I hate that you felt like I was looking down on you. Makes me feel bad. <laughs> Bro, that's how you made me feel. Like anytime basketball is brought up, shouldn't have quit college. Like, kind of rubbing it in my face for quitting. Just making me feel, I don't know, like, like a quitter. Like I felt weak to you. You still feel like that now? No. Mm-mm. Nope. Whatever he may think, like, nah. Like if he still feels that way, nah. I don't know if he's still frustrated. Like, I'm confident where I'm at right now. And I can tell that you're confident. And I know he loves working with you. Mm-hmm. Just talking to him, you know, and here and there, like, I know he he loves working with you. And I believe, like that, like I said, choices you make are still going to lead to where yeah. you need to be. So I think that it was, you think it was all worth it? Yeah, absolutely. God's working out 
working on a plan in everyone's life, you know? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Especially if you've, if you've already, like, had those seeds planted. And, like, if you've already had that relationship with God at one point in your life and you stray away, like, he's going to draw you back in. Mm-hmm. Like, slowly but surely. And, and, and to kind of be where he's at, like, if that were to happen to me, I'd probably feel the same way. Because um, I was, even at a young age, nine, eight, seven, playing t-ball, like, baseball was my number one sport back then that that's what my dad loved so that's i had no choice i was gonna play regardless right. it's like no you're playing even when i said hey i don't want to play it be like okay you come back you're playing like it didn't matter yeah. so didn't matter what i did i can make the greatest play in the world and to him it's like and you could have did better right so i know how you feel like growing up it's like man i could have did better i could have did this better i could have did that better like yeah. i so I, I know the feeling of having to, like, if I had a dad to face him and like, man, I don't know, dad. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you may not have to deal with that either, you know, when you have kids, but right. I don't know. Like, it is tough, though. It's tough. To me, it was. Yeah. But now it's better. Yeah. And I don't want my kids to ever feel like, they can't come to me either because I know I know the feeling too of man I don't want to tell my dad let me just go tell my mom like, like I don't want them to feel that either so right. I, I I do try to be there as much as I can and and love them even when they make mistakes because I know it's hard yeah. it's very hard when when your kids make a mistake when they make a wrong choice and you're like you don't know what else to you don't know what else to do it's like man I'm trying to train you right but you're not listening to me or it's just Ugh. so I know the feeling I know how it is to be frustrated when something happens and but man I know I like it's I can relate to both I can relate to both but I can tell now like y'all's relationship is better way better than what it used to be I feel like it's um, in a way kind of realer more real yeah realer realer <laughs> more realer <laughs> more realer yeah, yeah. Add that to the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's something I didn't even know that, that happened. I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah, you kind of made me feel bad. But I made you feel bad. And I think as parents, sometimes we don't realize that. That's yeah, just like we did. were talking about my dad saying what he said to me about right. my dad. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I know he was saying it out of love, you know. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. No, I. But I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is good. <laughs> this is good. Like I just even getting to know you because I, yeah. I didn't never met you before. Yeah, so I've heard about you, but I never met you. It was, it was an honor to meet you. Just and I'm I'm glad you opened up about. Pretty much everything, you know. I love it. I love it. It's and you're doing an awesome job. I mean, you have some amazing kids. I um, do. I've had both of them in youth. It's both of their leaders in youth. So watching them grow, it's like man, like these are they're awesome. You know, both of them. Are. Yeah, and I would 
gratitude to the church too I, for y'all being there for them. I mean, y'all were big influences on my kids' lives in that youth group. I feel like it was good direction for them. Don't you feel like? Yeah, seeds are being planted. Whether I was paying attention at the time or not, like, I feel like that's when I genuinely encountered the presence of the Lord. Just walking in and feeling loved and just experiencing it, you know? Yeah. And I know there was days, Wednesdays, where I was paying attention, and there was Wednesdays where I wasn't paying attention, but seeds are being planted for sure. You're going for, for the right reasons and not a yeah. girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like just knowing when like when I was living in Denton doing really bad like making bad decisions in the back of my head I knew I knew better because I I knew like in high school I never did any of that stuff never drank never had any interest to go smoke weed or do any any of that so while I was in Denton I knew in the back of my head that I was better than this you know and there was times where I wanted to change but like I attempted going to church, you know, like wanted to get baptized at one point while I was there. And it's just the environment that I was in. No, nothing bad against those guys or anything. They were just all young college guys that were just experiencing, you know. And meanwhile, like behind closed doors, my closed bedroom door, like I'm battling, you know, in my head, in my thoughts. And Do you think any of those guys are too? I don't think any of those guys have experienced a real relationship with God, like a genuine relationship. And it's cool that they still follow me on Instagram. So they still get to see like all my posts and just how much I've changed. And I still like reach out to them and text them sometimes. And they're like, man, like you've really made it like a big change in your life. And I just kind of like open up about them and tell them about what Jesus has done in my life. Are they receptive to that or standoffish? I wouldn't say they're standoffish. Like, they're good dudes, like they were engineering majors and smart dudes, like smart guys that will probably be successful in life. And I don't know, I know I heard, I would say he's, at the time while I was there, he was my best friend, Tommy. And he reached out to me the other day saying that he finally learned how to roll a blunt. And the Holy Spirit convicted me like, are you gonna go along with that? And like congratulate him for it. So I didn't congratulate for it. I, I was I was like, man, like if I was to go along with this, I'd just be acting like it's it's all right. That is cool. And I just told him like, it says in the Bible to stay sober. And this is something I like really dealt with hard when I came back to Seminole. And he didn't text me back for a while. And our relationship has kind of been rocky ever since. But I know that he knows I still love him. I don't look at him any different. You know. Um, it's. It's crazy. I just feel like people who don't have a relationship with God or even like go to church or anything like they just they had never have experienced the genuine like the genuine presence of the Lord. Like you can't deny it when you're in it, you know. So I love those guys. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm going back there in April to get my stuff that I there's some stuff that I left, so I'm Excited to see them. Um, oh, so you, left, you have some stuff yeah. there. So they're going to see me again in person. So that's cool. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Might even be a little awkward at first, but it'll be good. 
Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And I always knew, like, while I was there, I had people, because I was wanting to, like, I wanted to get rid of all that stuff and have a relationship with God. And I had people that I could reach back to. Like, I remember reaching out to Chris and Mike at one point. I don't know. I wanted to change, but it was just, it was hard when my environment was what it was. I remember even giving all my stuff away at one point, like my bong, my rolling tray, everything that I had, giving it away to the guys that lived across the street. Because I wanted to change, but it just, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're around that, especially all the time, then, yeah, it, it's going to be tough to, yeah. to change for sure. Absolutely. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's next to impossible if you're not going to remove yourself from that yeah. situation. Yes, sir. Yeah, I will say that to anyone who is struggling, like who wants to, who wants to change but doesn't know how. Like, you got to change your surroundings. Like, whoever you are around is like, how you're gonna be. I don't know. It's true though. It's so true. You keep saying I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, you do know. I'm gonna let you know you do know. Okay, you know. And I and, and I'm just I listen. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know. You know. I believe you're on the right track. You have the right words to say to people. I mean, you're a leader. The people, there's older people that are already looking up to you and know that you're a leader. So believe that, know that, run them. Appreciate it. Um, you did start humble, humble training. How's that going? Good. Uh, I'm supposed to be getting a key sometime this week. It's not as consistent as I'd like it to be, but it's something I'm believing that'll grow. I think it will. It's, it's been exciting to watch because I know how dedicated you are towards it and to see not only doing it for what it is for basketball, his approach to it of letting God bring it to him has been a real proud parent moment for me to watch and just watch it. It's just like exploding, this kid after kid after kid. And I know he's just, you can just see it. It's the happiness about him again, you know, to be back around the sport and around kids. I think he was meant to work with kids. I, I've always thought that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely whenever uh, he helped me coach, I mean, yeah, he did awesome. You can just tell the way he would get involved and just speak into their lives. Like it was, yeah, it's a calling that he has for sure. Definitely. Like I said, I was just the owner. You're the head, y'all the head coach. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm just, I was just there. <laughs> but man, is there anything else like maybe you'd like to ask each other or? I know I, I told you if there's anything you wanted to ask your dad, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, all right. Like, we already have deep conversations anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because well, no. I told him, he asked me, like, you can ask me anything if you want. I was like, I feel like I've kind of asked him all this stuff I've wanted to ask him. I don't know. I know. No, it's all good. Mm -hmm. That's enjoy getting to work with each other every day. We do, we've talked about everything. Oh, that's good. Man, well, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. This was, this was good, man. This is a good, 
like I haven't done one of these. You were the last one. This was. It's been a while since yeah, I've. It's been months. Yeah, it's it has been months since I've. Uh, since we've done a podcast, so this was. I was nervous. I'm always nervous before the podcast, but man, it just. You let Holy Spirit move like he. He moves, and uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just want to thank you guys again for for joining me. Glad you opened up. You know, it's it's what it's about. It's just about being real, being yourself. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But uh, all right, man. I guess that's all we got. You know, if if you do, uh, if you have kids, any of you have kids, ages. What age are you training? Hmm. <laughs> I would say. I don't know. I'm training a fourth grader. I would say fourth and up. Fourth and up. With the occasional exception, if they're good at a younger <laughs> age. <laughs> Bring them to him good already. So yeah, if you are, if you do have a kid who is in basketball, you know, and is decent I guess (laughs) no I don't know but if you do have somebody from fourth and up you know contact Carter Johnson he does have a Instagram page humble training it's on there and then you can also follow him on Instagram too is Carter Johnson Uh, I don't even remember what it was I don't remember your Instagram Carter Sam oh I thought it was Carter Johnson but what is it Carter Sam Carter Sam Carter Sam you can put it in the, in the I'll video. Put it, yeah, I'll put it in the description. There you go. Or I'll have Super <laughs> Dave do that. Yeah, <laughs> Super Dave's back. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, James is also helping out too. But, man, he is about to have, well, not about to have a baby, but he is soon to be father. So mm-hmm. I'll let him, let him have a break today. But if he don't come back next time, he's fired. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, James. You know I love you. But, man, again, Chris and Carter, thank you guys. It was amazing. I love it, man. I love it. I love to see, you know, just father, son. Like, I, that's what I strive to be, you know. I strive to, I don't know, just to have that relationship with my son, too, and my daughters. But I don't know. I just, I'm not going to say I don't know. But I, I just, I just want that, man. It's just, it's, it's awesome to see that. But until next time, this is it. We are out. Peace. What's up, everybody? My name is Jeremy Duran, host of the No Holds Podcast. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Follow us on social media. Subscribe on YouTube. We are also on iTunes and Spotify. And remember, love is key. Peace.